The hottest, hottest under the sun. Nobody fighting with me, man. You already know that pimpin'. Yeah. Cash money, breakfast with dreams come true. Fuck up my dreams. Somebody gon' die tonight. Everybody, welcome back, welcome back to Ponytails Talking Pigskins. My name is Laurie Fitzpatrick, and yeah, we're going to cover that week one preseason game. We're going to cover week two against the New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints. And uh, yeah, that Cleveland Browns game was exciting, man. Yeah, we got to see Trevor Lawrence for the first time take the field. My man, my man went six for nine for 71 yards and two drives. Uh, Garner Minshew played the second quarter. He finished 4 for 8 for 47 yards. C.J. Bethard, 13 for 16 for 102 yards and one TD. And, of course, Jake Lute went in there 8 for 13 for 53 yards and one TD. And each of them saw action in the second half. So, uh, what to take away from that first game? Should any Jags fan be worried? Worried about what? Worried about the offense? I'm going to tell you why you should not be worried. Urban Meyer said after the game, he was upset. He was upset that he couldn't run what he truly wanted to run out there, what he truly wanted to put Lawrence out there to do. You know, and instead, they didn't run too much. Uh, you know, they threw some flats. There was only a couple of times where they threw downfield. Honestly, you know, that one to, to Marvin Jones Jr. was spectacular. A couple of the flats to LaVisca. Whew, I'm telling you, I think this offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. There was poise. There was patience. There was heavy pursuit by Trevor Lawrence when it mattered most. Uh, yeah, he took a little to a little bit of time in the pocket. But you know what? He was kind of learning. He was getting a feel for, for the game. He was getting a feel for his offensive linemen. Will they be able to block for him? You know, that was, that was really the only concern uh, that I had really going in this game was, you know, was Trevor Lawrence going to feel comfortable? You know, he, he came out of the game, and yeah, he got sacked. All right, he, he got sacked by one of the worst people you want to get sacked by, an old freaking Jaguar, Sheldon Day. You know, but he fell on top of it. it there was no gain. There was no loss, you know. Well, actually, there was a loss. It was a loss of seven yards. But I'm telling you guys, it was it's nothing that you need to be worried about. At least he didn't throw an interception on his first play. He got sacked. Why? Because he's standing back there expecting maybe his receivers to kind of get some separation early on. And maybe he kind of got caught up in the moment for a minute. And he said that himself. He said that, you know, he was going to... There were some things, maybe, you know, one of those sacks was on him. And that was exactly the one where he just took a little bit too much time. Uh, and, and the rush was there. You know, the, the rush was there. and But then he got it out to LaVisca Chenault. Then he, you know, he threw it to Marvin Jones, you know, on that, um, on that bobbled pass that he brought in. But as soon as those two you know, passes happened, he seemed to really start to get into his zone. The only thing I wish that we saw was a little bit more of the run game. Other than that, I think, I honestly think it was pretty good. There was that, uh, that one pass to Marvin Jones on that, that comeback route where he, it was leaving Trevor Lawrence's hands before 
Marvin Jones even came out of his break. You know, he was already kind of, he was already anticipating where he was going to be. And that's just a level of comfort. That's a level of rapport. Uh, that's something that you want to see out of your rookie quarterback, getting rid of that ball, being confident to make those throws before the wide receiver can get even get eyes on him. He was already ready to to to. To, th- to dart that ball down the field, man. It was amazing. It was amazing to see finally, finally, the Jaguars got that number one pick. And it seems like it's going to work out, honestly. Even though, yeah, it's only one, like, not even like a half, really. I mean, it was, it just seemed like it went so fast, right? It just went so fast. Um, and a part of that was, I think, I think because, like, we just wanted so much. Like, we did us as fans, we didn't get a chance to see a lot of 11-on-11 in practice. Like, you're seeing all these other teams have uh, with their pads and and they're going one-on-one on the outside with, you know, Trevor throwing it up for for LaVisca in the the corner pocket in the end zone. Every single time we we were going to be able to see that in practice, there was no cameras allowed. So it was just like... We're not getting too much ever. We're never getting enough, right? We're never, ever getting enough. So that's why this upcoming game is going to be so cool, so amazing to see. Um, you know, the, the Jaguars go against a defense that isn't, like, top-notch because, honestly, the Cleveland defense kind of is top-notch. And, yeah, they didn't play a lot of their starters. But, uh, you know, when, when you have a pretty good team, then your depth is also going to be pretty good. So – I'm not worried about it. Um, I would say the only thing that I'm a little worried about is the run game. They only got 46 yards, but James Robinson only had three carries. He only had three attempts. Like, I'm not really worried about it. I wish that ETN got some more touches. I wish he was out there more. There was a time where he actually got a – where he went out, um, you know, wide. He he was actually – like, he played the Z receiver. He, he, he went all the way out wide, and, that, and that's what we expected, right? Urban Meyer said that when he drafted the guy. You know, he was going to – do a lot of receiving drills. He was gonna get his hands up, and uh, he was gonna make some catches downfield. And so I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting to see some screens at ETN. I'm expecting to see some flats, some wheels from the backfield. I can't wait to see some two back sets. But you know, Urban Meyer said himself, you know, he didn't play or call any of the play calls um, that that they're gonna be playing during the season. And so he basically quoted, he said himself. Um, this this offense is not what you're going to see. What you saw out there this weekend is not what you're going to see. It is not us. So that just, it, it helps me. You know, it helps me really feel good about where this offense is going. Um, yeah, it's one preseason game. The, the only thing also that I, that I kind of, I didn't like was when they did have those downfield play calls, there was one where they ran like uh I think it was I think it was maybe eleven personnel where there was only one tight end and one running back out there. Um or or maybe yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure what it was, but there was only basic, there was only two wideouts. So there was there was a guy on each side and they ran deep crossers. And it was a single high safety, so he was they were kinda looking for the, the deep the deep corners. Uh, that like part of the field, so either deep to the left or deep to the right. 
But when you have crossers, it, it takes a while for that play to develop. And if the offensive line cannot hold their blocks and you have any blitzers coming, then it's going to take a while for that play to actually happen. It's going to take a little bit for the wide receivers to separate. And so at times we saw Trevor Lawrence sit in the pocket for a while. So, yeah, that was a little concerning. Even Doug Farrar wrote an article about it from USA Today. You know, are we going to see these long developing plays so Trevor Lawrence doesn't have time or he he has to make his own time. He has to extend the play. He has to get out of the pocket. And maybe he'll have some big plays, but if he doesn't, then it's going to be interception or it's going to be a sack. So usually when you have a rookie quarterback, you want to throw those those deep, I mean, I'm sorry, those, uh, those dump-offs or those short crossers. Maybe get your tight end involved a little bit with those um with those short comeback routes or, or even the running back in the middle of the field and in Madden we'll we'll call that route Texas right so the running back comes out from the backfield cuts into the middle of the field and puts pressure on the linebackers to make a decision and that's comfortability for your for your quarterback you know Trevor Lawrence has familiarity with those guys so he just throws those short passes and you're really trying to get yak so Urban Meyer maybe. It didn't seem like he was really too. He was. He was too. Wor- he wasn't worried about Yak. He was basically just trying to get those deep balls downfield and trying to get those big plays. And you know, when there's only two or three uh, drives that you have, you know, you're not going to get a lot. It's not going to produce a lot. Um, but still, it's so early. It's one game into the preseason. It's nothing to worry about. Um, one thing I'm really excited about is this defense. I'm going to move right on to the defense. They held Cleveland for only 41 rushing yards. It's funny, the the Jackets actually put out a presser saying they they allowed the second fewest uh, rushing average in preseason so far, 1.6 yards per rush, which was the fewest. The second fewest um, by any team was 41 rushing yards. And I think because the Jaguars had 46, they actually were the third fewest so it's kind of it's like not funny but you know they were only five yards behind what they allowed you know so I love it though it's it's a big change for this defense to be able to stop the rush it's huge it seemed like the effort was there they were flying all over the field to make the tackles they were like well there's one team uh this semi-pro football team in New Jersey they're called the New Jersey Wolves and they call them that because there are they are a deep they're stacked on defense but stacked with fast guys who can run who can tackle they're basically like like six foot like five miles jacks running around the field and they they're wolves because they travel in packs so whenever they make a tackle there's gonna be at least three or five guys making that tackle it's never gonna be one solo tackle everything is a combo tackle so that's what you were seeing from this Jaguars defense you were seeing a lot of combo tackles a lot of guys were just itching to get their helmet on the football man it was awesome you saw uh Roberts and Roy Roberts and Harris get some good penetration Malcolm Brown uh Tufele uh you know, that the new guy from USC, Gostas, and um, someone like Gostas, he, he's not even like a starter right now. And I think he was a starter last year. And it just goes to show you the, t- the type of defensive pressure that Urban wanted to put uh, out there this year. It was amazing. It was truly amazing to see. Uh, guys were flying all over the field. The Case Keenum was pressured a lot. He was pressured a lot. There was guys um, blitzing. There were safeties blitzing. Uh, 
C.J. Henderson got in there. Uh, Rashawn Jenkins was in there. Uh, C.J. had some really good – he had two crucial pass breakups. The one was down there on the sideline, you know, right at the bottom of the field, you know, from the broadcast view. And he I, – I honestly – I think the wide receiver may have either dropped it or he didn't get his hands on it at all. But C.J. was there. Uh, and he got his hands uh, right up to the ball. It was great. Then the other play was uh, actually, I think it was in the red zone, where CJ basically put his chest in front of the player, and and the ball like hit him right in the chest. So maybe during the season, that's an interception, man. You know, I can see those plays happening. I, I just, you know, I really liked everything about the defense. I liked how the blitzes were coming from different angles on the field. Um, uh, Jordan D. Lugo, the guy on Twitter, uh, he's for Jacksonville Media, he was mentioning how uh, how Cisco was playing like five different positions. Now, they're just different packages where he lines up right either at the line of scrimmage, he, re- he lines up right next to the linebackers, and that's where like um, Tyson Campbell was that nickel corner, and maybe he would drop back into the safety position, and, and you had Cisco kind of stepping up, and either he was rushing if there was nobody coming out of the backfield uh, or if somebody was coming out of the backfield, he was dropping into coverage. He was going man to man. He was flying all over the field, making plays everywhere. Um, honestly, it was, it was just, I really loved to watch the defense uh, on, on Saturday. It was a change of pace. I, I even tweeted that. I think it was, it would be something that uh, Jalen Ramsey would be, it would be fun for him to play in a defense like what we saw on Saturday. Guys everywhere, all over the field, because you know he could drop back and play safety some of the times. He did that uh, at um, uh, University of uh, Central Florida. I mean, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. He did it at uh, um, uh, Florida State. Sorry. Uh, You know, sometimes my mind's running a mile a minute just trying to get this stuff out, you know. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, he did it at Florida State. He was was a guy that was all over the field. So, um, it's just, it's this... This defense is basically just a, f- a breath of fresh, fresh air, honestly. Uh, and just to go over some some other things on offense, uh, the Jaguars w- went two for two in the red zone, which is awesome. They were they went uh, one and one, you know, uh, f- basically first and goal, uh, and they converted there. Uh, they had 300 total net yards, uh, 65 offensive plays, which is good. And uh, three yards per carry, uh, per play, actually. Three yards per play in rushing, in rushing. Uh, so, honestly, the, the rushing, I just, I just wish we would have saw more of it. Maybe more, there was a couple of draw plays in there, but like more counters, more tosses, more draws. And, and maybe that's something where Urban said he didn't want to show his hand too early because I think we're going to see some handoffs to LaVisca uh, behind the line. We're going to see maybe some some uh, Statue of Liberty plays where it looks like it's going to be a handoff and it's going to be a pitch or, or something crazy like that. I think I think this offense is going to be exciting. And also I want to point out Claybrooks, his return and where, like, Winger, like, tackled the guy, um, where I said, I'm blind, I'm blind, I I'm not, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna comment on the Winger penalty, uh, but honestly, I, I love to see the run back, it was, it was awesome, um, I'm pretty sure he only got caught by his dreads, <laughs> so it just, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, right, so, 
special teams is going to be huge. Uh, we're definitely going to see some a couple runbacks. You have uh, Agnew in there uh, on top of, you know, Clay Brooks with, with a lot of speed as well. Uh, so talking about these these wide receivers, that, that brings me into the next segue, which was the cuts. Man, cut day. Cut day was Tuesday. Uh, Jaguars got rid of a couple guys. So they ended up, uh, they reduced their roster, uh, which, you know, it's every Tuesday, so be aware of that. They they waived CJ Dan- DJ Daniel, the corner from Georgia. Uh, Josh Matamora um, Bibe. I'm sorry, I don't say his name right, um, but he's the guy that floats in air. He has that, like, 47-inch vert. He was waived because he was injured, so I'm hoping nobody picks him up because of that injury. I think it's a hamstring. We're really not sure, but you know, you guys play fantasy. It's waiver wire, right? So if he doesn't get picked up, he stays. Hopefully, he does. Uh, same with Jim Jim Jones. Uh, Tim uh, Jim Jones. <laughs> Tim Jones. Uh, he was also waived because of an injury. Uh, Daniel Ross as well, and then the infamous Tim Tebow. Which, oh, I wish he would have caught that pass in the middle of the field. If that happened, maybe. He, I wouldn't say maybe he would still be on the team because with those the blocking, I just don't see how. Um, I was kind of thinking that maybe Urban Meyer was going to give him another week to, like, you know, give him another chance for the week. Um, but he didn't. He's gone. You know, good riddance. But um, I think he's a good locker room guy. Come on, it's Tim Tebow. I mean, some people hate him. Some people hate to love him. You know, it's it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad that it's over because Jaguars don't need to be the laughing stock anymore. Come on. You know, as soon as those tweets were coming out, I think, like, Shad gave Urban a call and was like, dude, your experiment is over, bro. Like, I can't have anybody laughing at my team though anymore. I know you don't want it either. So, we got to get rid of them. Hey, it is what it is. Those things happen. I'm... I'm basically we're looking forward to next week's game against the Saints. Uh, the Saints, Saints lost fourteen to seventeen last week against the Ravens. Um, I'm not sure what is going on uh, with their passing. You know who's going to be the quarterback here? So they had a uh, Hill and Winston. Then they they threw Book in there for a little bit. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be throwing the ball. I think that. Uh, that Hill might be there. I'm not really sure what the word is around, uh, you know, around, like, the NFL, like, who's going to be back there. But they have a pretty good uh, – they have pretty good guys in the backfield. Uh, Freeman, Murray, those guys are uh, – those guys have been doing pretty well. Saints defense did okay. Uh, they had two sacks, actually. Uh, they had only three uh, pass breakups. But they did have uh, a good amount of tackles for loss. So it seems like they, you know, they have a pretty decent run defense. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they allowed 149 uh, rushing yards ag- against the Ravens. So, you know, the, the Ravens had 149 rushing yards is basically what I mean to say. So, which is a lot. You know, the Jaguars only had 46, like I was saying. So... Uh, it's, it, you know, it's going to be a decent game. There's, you can't really say a lot on stats. Preseason is preseason, right? So it's going to be a lot of the second-tier guys. You're not really sure uh, who's going to be where. Uh, 
and it, it's just going to be a fun game to watch, especially for the for the first the first uh, set of the of the roster. You know that those Trevor Lawrence and see how ETN does, and can James Robinson break one out? That would be pretty cool to see. Uh, it's good to see who's on special teams uh, because when you know who's on special teams, then you have a good chance to see who may actually make the roster. So one thing to really pay attention to is if <clears throat> a guy is playing like wide receiver, but he's not on special teams at all, then he's basically fighting for his job. So that's going to be, it's going to be an interesting battle to kind of watch those, those second tier guys, um, like those guys on the wide receiving core, Colin Johnson, uh, and you know, the other guys that are basically fighting for a position. I'm not sure if if Jeff Conn's going to make the roster, you know. Um, Tavon Austin did pretty well. Uh, Jamal Agnew is definitely going to make the roster because he's the return guy. You know, is Josh Hammond going to be there? Laquan Treadwell seems like a guy that hit, you know, can be relied on. He did really well uh, last week as well. Colin Johnson, not so much. But he's a big force, you know. He's he's a big guy. He he had he's tall. Um, then then you have Philip Dorsett. You know he didn't even play last week. Uh, so these guys will still have a chance to show uh, what they can provide and what they can add to this team. And it's going to be interesting to see on Tuesday who who makes the cut and who doesn't. Uh, what's the tight end room going to look like? Tyler Davis was like. He, he was a guy who got a lot of reps, you know, for this team. And then, you know, in the preseason game, he didn't get so much. Uh, but, he you know, he was out there to kind of make some plays. I think he – I'm not sure if he was the one that caught that touchdown in the end zone. But, you know, he was there to kind of make some plays. So, it's going to be fun. Uh, make sure that you know the time. Don't forget that the game is on Monday at 8 p.m. That's going to be the only game on Monday – that is happening at all. Uh, so make sure you tune in. Write that down. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see which, uh, which which guys are able to step up, especially you know at the QB position. Is CJ Bathar going to be able to, to take over if they get rid of Minshew? So is Minshew going to do super well where he gets a big offer where he can get traded? I hope that he stays on this team. But... If he does really well in preseason and they get an amazing offer for him, they are going to take it. Okay, so let's hope that he does really well so that he, he can flourish in a system where he can play. Because I know all you guys hope that he does well. Honestly, like, he he got hurt last year. You know, he had to hide his injury in order to be able to play and stay out there. And then when they found out about it, they got pissed. You know, the guy just wanted a chance to play. He wasn't able to take those chances like he thought he would be able to take last year. And, and I hope that he, he gets on a team where he can flourish and he can he can do well. I don't think that he's, you know, the Trevor Lawrence, but I think that he can be a very, very good quarterback. Um, you know, nothing amazing, but I, I think that he could be good. I think it'd be, he, he could be a good fit for a team. That being said, I do hope he stays on the Jaguars because him as Trevor Lawrence's backup will be awesome because he already built a rapport with these wide receivers. They know him. They're able to, you know, understand when he's going to throw it. Uh, I think that it would be great if he could stay, uh, but I honestly don't mind C.J. Bathard back there either. 
because he he had a pretty good preseason game. He you know he he did well. He did well. So definitely look out for the guys uh, who are on the bubble in terms of the roster cuts. Um, make sure we. Uh, we, we watch out for Gardner Minshew. You know, what is he going to do? Is he going to be able to stay on the roster? Is he going to do so well that he gets traded? Uh, and last but not least, these, these, these tight ends, man. You know, what's going to happen with them? Are Is O'Shaughnessy going to be that main guy? Uh, and on defense, are we going to see the screen game be defensible? You know, are they going to uh, go to that running back that's in the middle of the field are they going to get there are they going to make the tackles uh is is Andre Cisco going to play as well as he played last week uh CJ Henderson is the same you know there's a lot of guys uh that we have a chance to look out for um make sure you guys catch me next week I will be uh posting another pod after the cut day on Tuesday I'm going to try to get it out on Wednesday same as today and, uh, yeah, give me a follow on Twitter. I'm going to be posting those videos all day. I'm also going to be posting a, a YouTube uh, show about the Jaguars game, posting some clips, kind of breaking down what happened. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you uh, give me a follow on Twitter and let me know what you think. All right, guys. <laughs>